Have you heard? Podcast advertising works. In fact, Kantar ranked podcasts as the most effective digital advertising channel above social media ads, influencer content, and every other medium. Whether it's right for your brand to run its own ad creative, have some of Acast's 80,000 plus podcasters read your message themselves, or even create your own branded episode or series, at Acast, they'll use their world-class experience to guide you every step of the way to make sure your campaign is efficient, effective, and enjoyable. Hear podcasts, think Acast. Visit acast.com forward slash advertising to start your campaign today. Pod, pod. Hello and welcome to Pod Pod, the podcast all about podcasting made by podcasters. My name is Rihanna Dillon and I'm joined this week by Andrea Fox, broadcaster, podcaster and live continuity announcer for ITV One. Hello Andrea. Hi, lovely to chat to you Rihanna, how are you? Lovely to have you back. And we also have Adam Shepard, editor of Pod Pod. Hi Adam. Hello Rihanna. Adam, you have always got something going on, and I feel like this week is no exception. What have you been up to? So this week was very exciting for me. I chaired our first ever live PodPod roundtable, which was an industry discussion with some of the great and the good of podcasting, including representatives from the IAB, Publicist Media, The Guardian, Acast, and Fresh Air Productions. Just a few important names there, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not to name drop or anything. (laughs) So how how yeah how nervous were you going into that room? Uh, a little, to be honest. It's always <laughs> uh, it's always a little bit intimidating chairing a discussion like that because you get a, a bit of the old imposter syndrome uh, mm-hmm. and kind of the the feeling that oh these are all really experienced kind of knowledgeable people in the industry. And now I have to, you know, intelligently contribute to discussions <laughs> with them, which is a little bit scary. But it was a, a really fun, lively conversation uh, that we ended up having. Uh, you'll be able to read a full write-up of the discussion on podpod.com in the near future. Uh, but it was a, a really solid conversation. Give us the skinny then. What exactly did you go into depth about? So we were talking about how to build audiences and revenue within podcasting. And as part of that, we talked about a huge range of things, including the importance of TikTok for marketing strategies, uh, talked about various kind of monetization options, including things like sponsorships and partnerships, as well as Patreon style monetization options. But one of the mm-hmm. biggest things we talked about was the growth of daily podcasting and daily news podcasting in particular as a really sort of significant trend. Of course, the news agents is something that I feel like I bring up every week on this podcast, <laughs> but that is a, a really good example of how that genre is is growing in kind of significance and that, that sort of format. Andrea, I know that you're a huge fan of daily podcasts. I think sometimes I might dip in and out, but tell us about kind of like the latest the latest goss going on with daily podcasts <laughs> the latest goss i suppose when we think about like especially news podcasts i suppose the new york times daily is probably one of those first ones that i was like oh wow mm. this is every day i get to listen to this every day and it was obviously such high quality and i think in terms of podcast listeners when we're asked what we want more of it's often more of the same please more of what i like and thinking of um podmasters for example who may 
make oh god what now i think they have gone from making that once a week to now having a sort of offshoot where they make a different podcast every single day and have even increased the main podcast to twice a week so i think that goes to show how much when you have an engaged audience it is difficult, isn't it? What they want more of is more of what you have spent hours and hours preparing. <laughs> Although a, a, an honorary mention, of course, if we think about short form, which leads on to today's mm-hmm. wonderful guests that we're going to be speaking to very shortly. But the daily podcast winner at this year's podcast awards is Everyday Positivity by Kate Cocker, a podcast which is every day and it's two minutes long. Why didn't I think of that? Slapping <laughs> <laughs> over doing my edits. Such an easy win. I know. I can't believe that. I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? you're saying so people want more and more but for podcasters they're trying to do it in such a kind of short turnaround with a daily podcast I'm really interested to hear about our guests today as you alluded to are going to say about the turnaround for the smart seven because we are talking to Jamie East and Liam Thompson from the smart seven podcast and I think that's going to be a big takeaway how long does it take to create a seven minute daily podcast and edit it and publish it and to do that every day. And I think also just finding the motivation to do that every day. A two minute one, you know, kind of does seem more manageable. Seven somehow is like a step above. It seems short, but yet they've got to cram so much in. Yeah. And keep it up mm. to date, topical. Mm. The research that goes into these podcasts astounds me. So we got to chat to Jamie East and Liam Thompson from the Smart 7 podcast. Andrea joined me as well. And so did Matt Hill, regular contributor. So here you go. Jamie and Liam. Thank you so much for joining us on Pod Pod. My pleasure. So let me ask you up top, why seven? Why smart seven? Why not any other number? Well, this is one of those sliding door moments that has robbed us of an hour's sleep every day <laughs> for the mm. past three years. If we'd have chosen the yeah. smart eight, yeah. we'd have had an hour longer to do one more story, which just feels like an absolute luxury at the moment. I think it was more the fact that seven in the morning was the kind of sweet spot that we wanted to hit. And then we got carried away with the seven theme. Yeah. So I come from a kind of radio background and we are addicted to alliteration. So... <laughs> It would have to have been the like early eight or something if it wasn't the smart seven. So the and then you just well. lean into the seven, seven yeah. things, seven minutes, seven a.m. Yeah, seven was, days a week. Seven days a week was one that came later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It, it just felt kind of right. We when we kind of sketched it out on the. I mean, this is going to sound dreadfully media. When we sketched it out on the back of a beer mat in the Groucho Club. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, yes, which is it does. which I have to say is the only time that Liam and I have met in the Groucho Club. True, yeah. It was just sketched out very quickly in terms of the format. It was like the seven just felt like a good number to include a story about most things that people are interested in in the UK. So you know, a politics, a sport, a, a human interest, a celeb, you know, that mm. kind of thing. And seven just felt about right, and mm. it still does to be fair. Yeah. You mentioned, Liam, that you're from radio. So what makes short form daily news podcast different from just morning radio news roundups? Part of it is that it is based on the kind of bones of radio news. So there's a familiarity to it that the kind of radio is stubbornly, you know, lateral. We just keep broadcasting live and that's what we do. And there's a lot of good stuff in that linear kind of feed that they do, particularly in the morning. 
waiting for that news bulletin to pop up at the top of the hour when you don't have to wait for anything else. It felt like there was a good chance to kind of take that and kind of atomize it and make it available whenever you wanted. So the art to it is making it current and as on the money as possible. And that's why we get up at five every morning to make sure that the storylines are all kind of in the right place, but also having the right audio to it so that you get that sort of authentic. So when we talk about Boris, you hear Boris, you know, and that it has that sort of ring of sounding like a proper news bulletin feel to it as well. I know you had to get up really early this morning to catch a flight as well. So what <laughs> happens then when your morning schedule is, you know, interrupted? How are you still able to have that production meeting? Uh, I don't go anywhere with that annoying mic in my bag. <laughs> and, you know, I literally travel the world with my Smart 7 kit. Right. But, I mean, we're lucky enough now to be at a stage where we've got people working on it with us. So we've got a team mm. that, that work on it now. So if Liam or I... You know, we have managed to take a holiday this year, both of us, which yeah. is not together. No. Um, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, you know, we've got a team that work on it. So then there's people that are working, you know, prepping in the evening. So that actually we try to make the mornings as unhorrific as possible. In the early days, they were just all horrific. <laughs> and now they're less horrific unless something happens overnight. You talk about those horrific early days. What were <laughs> some of the kind of big pitfalls when you were first starting out doing this? Well, just because... I'd made podcasts before, but they're not not news and not daily. And as the radio bulletin kind of style, we try and keep it as close to live as possible. So we don't record the script until we absolutely have to. We've got it down to a fine art now. We can we can record and edit it in, in a terrifyingly short amount of time. Which is? I, I think the quickest from, from me starting the read to it being published, about 13 minutes. 13? Wow. Three. We hmm. have the most amazing kind of production kind of thing. Mm. The secret sauce is pretty, pretty interesting to watch. 13 minutes at our record, but you know, in the early days, we, we knew what we were doing in terms of the content, in terms of writing, and in terms of the sound and the production, but to actually get it out of the door on time, mm. the first episode was terrifying. It was just oh, horrific. Yeah. You know. yeah. If we, and we always, before we launch anything, we always do dry runs. So you do, you know, the first week is getting the content right. The second week is getting it out at the, on the time. But just the time just disappears. Mm. It just like runs out. The uh, You look up and it's, oh, my God, we've three minutes left yeah. before it's due to go out. And any little hiccup like that, you go, and, oh, my God. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone's waking up and grabbing their phone and going, it's it's 6.59, where is it? You know, but, <laughs> they might but be. I, I think that kind of attention to detail and the kind of, we, we really kind of, it should always be seven minutes. It certainly yeah. always has seven things, but it should be out at 7 a.m. as yeah, well. Yeah. And I, I think it also, we've learned how the news cycle works more as we've developed as well. We were, we'd, you know, I'd worked in news, but only in TV before. And so like we were getting up with a fresh blank sheet of paper it's like right what's what's on today whereas actually the the further you know within six months we'd realized that thing you know this follows the paper cycle so most things are already in bed by by 8 mm. p.m so actually if we just kind of sketched it out the night before and left enough wiggle room to kind of react to anything that changes we maybe don't have to get up at four mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. although then when you start going into europe you have to get up at four yeah yeah, we went the wrong way. We should have gone to America next. Yeah, exactly. we, went to, we went to Germany instead, and it was a whole other. And the, the difference between 
4 a.m. and 5 a.m. is, is oh my god, every minute is more painful. The further back you go, kind of thing. <laughs> I, we, we did about three weeks of of getting up at four, and then both of us kind of went. We can't. I really think they should. They're probably fine now to, yeah. to get <laughs> to the. <you> know, <laughs> These guys, yeah, they can take the lead now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get more into your German expansion later, but just quickly talk us through that production schedule for your morning bulletin okay uh so we you know try to run it like a newspaper Mm -hmm. you know anyone that's got an experience of working in a print newspaper remember them you know know that there's usually a a conference at kind of early afternoon to kind of talk about the i guess the big things that are coming up whether that's pmqs or any statements that are coming out or what's likely to come out in the states at kind of 6 p.m time very kind of top level stuff what's already out there what film trailers are out there is it a love island finale is it all you know all of that kind of stuff where liam myself uh you know there's many team members that are on shift that day kind of join in the old zoom everyone has a you know it's quite relaxed where someone presents we've got it we've got a great person called lucy who kind of brings a lot of clips so we've got like a load of audio to listen to and work out because sometimes a story is fantastic but the audio is not great and that's no good to us you know Mm. so every story needs a clip every story needs a clip yeah that's that's and you know as we sometimes if the story is brilliant but there really is no clip we might you know we sometimes go and source our clips ourselves we'll we'll approach people we're not we don't have the resource of a sky news or a global or a bow to kind of like send a reporter Mm. down to downing street but more often than not we'd be able to get a statement from someone you know phone claire nazir when there's a heat wave you know things like that Someone activate Nazir, you know, that, that happens. So we do that at one o'clock, then we all scurry away for a few hours and come back at five with a bit more of a concrete plan where the, the, the seven items are in broad shape in terms of what the clips are going to be, what the, mm. what, the, what the items are maybe shift the order about a little bit. It depends, you know, a lot of the early earlier part of this year through Partygate and through Boris and stuff, there was so much politics to get in there that it, you know often took the top two stories. So we'd try and work out: is the opposition shouting at Boris the lead story, or is Boris shouting the opposition the lead story? It's that kind of that yeah. kind of thing that that Liam's got a great knack for. So that happens at five p.m. Then between five and eight, we have people that are pulling together the clips, writing the scripts as best we can, getting the audition templates into some kind of uh, rough format, ready to go in the morning. And then in the morning. Germany, you know, one we'll talk about Germany, but luckily Germany's early, so we've already got an editor on shift, like pulling it together. So by the time the UK's come, the UK team have already had a chance to go. Has anything changed? Do we need to adjust anything? If not, you know, press the button, and that's when I uh, rub the sleep from my eyes and press record. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a structure in it, so that each of the slots is kind of different. So seven, six tend to be kind of front page, you know, broadsheet headline kind of stories. Five, maybe five has been Ukraine quite a lot. Um, four would be kind of an interesting kind of inside page of the Times kind of story, maybe environment or something like that. Three is sport. Two then is, you know, celebrity interview or an entertainment showbiz TV, maybe. And then one would be either be a trailer or an obituary or a kind of bigger story that kind of from the entertainment world. So there's, we know roughly what we need for each of the different slots. Mm-hmm. So there's a kind of a, a rhythm to it, we go, well, that's more of a seven than a six kind of thing. Yeah. And everybody knows, oh, yeah, obviously, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> and what if you can't find? Um, we've never had that. I mean, we've they, no. look, one thing that we're really grateful of in, in doing this is that, you know, we launched this at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, this was originally supposed to be a podcast for commuters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we launched it like two weeks into lockdown. <laughs> um, 
one thing that we found is that there is always news. Mm. There really is just always news. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's never going to stop. Yeah. You know? Can I ask about ad spots? Yeah. Were you always um, mid-roll or did you entertain pre-roll? And what, what, what were the mistakes you learned along the way to get to where you are now? That's a really interesting question. So <laughs> because the podcast is only seven minutes, when we first launched, there was a slight kind of push and pull with ACAST. Just they, don't, they didn't have mid-roll slots for anything under 10 minutes. That was their kind of like thing. We were just kind of like, well, you need to change that. And so we actually got ACAST to rewrite their <laughs> their platform to allow ads to the smart seven which we would in turn um, you know and actually in hindsight they're now probably very grateful for as well it's a, it's a tricky one it, it often depends on how much we've got booked as anyone listening in into podcast knows some weeks are better than others sometimes you over oversell sometimes you <laughs> undersell and the occasions that we've got we've got to get stuff away we'll have post-roll uh, we generally try and steer clear of pre-rolls just because well, I think most people do really you just want to get to the good stuff. And when you've only got seven minutes to capture someone, having a one minute kind of pre-roll, especially if it's from a brand, is 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 quite a tricky sell, I think. We don't do any sponsorship reads that are generally longer than a minute anyway. A minute's like really pushing it, I think, for a seven minute podcast. If you if you put that to an hour podcast, no one would listen to a ten minute read, you know. So Yeah. Um so we we generally keep it as minimal as possible, and you know, and we've done really well. We spend a lot of time. We're really proud of the of the ads and the reads that we make because we we make them entertaining, we make them interesting, we make them something that the clients are like super happy with. Mm. And actually, they no one likes hearing those lazy ass uh, reads with someone clearly never having even seen this mattress yes. is telling you to buy this mattress. Yeah. We don't get, well, we don't get a lot of sleep. Maybe that's why we don't get mattress. <laughs> it's quite rare, isn't it? In the, in sort of news to have the presenter. It's a really straightforward project, answer to that. It's because of the way that, that most news podcasts are made and run. They're usually run by like you take news UK or wireless mm. for an example, or global or Bauer. They're just add-ons to, to the radio service. So it would make no sense for them to try and get, you know, Paul Rachel Jewell, uh, who does the Times one, to kind mm. of like, can you just come and sit down and try and sell us a HelloFresh box? That's just, it doesn't make any sense because they, they swap and change. And also commercially, that's quite a tricky chat for them to have with each with each host. As, mm. as everybody knows, you know, the second that sponsorship reads come in, um, that's when that's when the deal usually changes with the, with the presenters. Actually, yeah, hang on a sec. No, no, don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> what about the, um, the engagement then of an episode? When you look at sort of like that kind of the, that mid-roll slot, do you see people like skip and come back or do they like literally drop off like do you get it holds pretty, pretty well pretty yeah and I, 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 again that's the kind of so we the, back to the design and the structure and the kind of I could probably talk for an hour about formats and the importance of, of knowing what the format of your podcast is and how the structure should work but the we designed it with a mid-roll in mind. And that, again, that's back to that kind of radio bulletins often have a, a, a bullseye spot or a, a break spot in the middle. And that's the kind of, you know, we, we write forward cells in, you know, you've got sport and entertainment on the way, which are good kind of hooks through. Um, and again, the style of, of, you know, we write the reads meticulously, we produce them meticulously so that they should feel like part of the experience as opposed to, the guy from Silla Bang shouting about, you know, cleaning your carpet or whatever. That, that There's a, a feel to it that should be consistent to the overall sound. 
What was it that made you think it's short form? Short form's what we're what we're well, going for. So at the time before we did it, I was producing a lot of stuff for Netflix um, podcasts, and I would, I'd done. Uh, I got a series called Previously On, uh, which was like a catch-up kind of thing about what was going on in Game of Thrones and Succession and all those kind of shows. And it was, you know, all fine and doing well. And I'd built up a relationship with, with the platforms through that. So I had contacts at Apple and Spotify and, and, and Audible and all those kind of guys. And it was just genuinely a sense they tipped me off, really. I was like, you know, there is no such thing as a free lunch you know i kind of what are you guys looking for what is the next big thing they were like we're looking for short and daily so it's like okay fine then liam, liam and i sat down a few weeks later and i said well i know that we've got to do it short and daily so and it, it wasn't that tricky to come up with a smart seven you know with with our, both of our backgrounds and having that kind of uh i guess a slight open open door it was like right if we come up with something compelling and short and daily then there's nothing and at the time there was very little else out there. Like, I mean, maybe two. I mean, there's obviously The Daily. Mm. Uh, but in the UK, maybe The Guardian were doing theirs. Well, I can't remember what it's called now. No offence to The Guardian. I don't, think they'll, don't think they'll care. Today in Focus. That's the one. And then I get mixed up with The Times one, The Times News Briefing. Or, no, the, 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 the story of our times is The Daily one from The Times as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, which is yeah. longer form, yeah. which is about fifteen yeah. minutes long. So, mm. so actually, it wasn't it wasn't a huge leap to come up with the smart seven, and because of the my style, my presenting style, and my take, you know, kind of visual the visuals that we'd done with like Holy Moly and previously on and stuff, marrying Liam and I's kind of like aesthetics and and kind of principles, the smart seven, it, it, there was very little. There's very little conversation really about how it pretty it formed it formed itself pretty mm. quickly. I'd say in like maybe a week, two weeks, we kind of had the whole thing nailed. Mm. What was your sort of editorial approach in terms of you know if you were leaning any particular way? So we we try and pitch it as, as you know straight down the middle as as possible. Arguably, we lean a little more to the left and to the right, but it's we pitch it as sort of factual and straight. And really, also we have. You know, I've got 12 seconds to explain to you exactly what happened in Ukraine overnight because we've got a clip of audio and we've got, you know, that. so the, the, the compactness of the space itself means you have to write really lean, you know, so the, we try to write that is so it's both lean and also, you know, factually rich. So that means, you know, names and positions and all of those kind of things are in there. So you come away feeling that you, you've learned something from it kind of thing. So there's not a lot of space in there for tone or attitude we had a bit of fun with the back of the Matt Hancock days they're a gift you know, <laughs> you, you know I've never heard gift and Matt Hancock in the same sentence but yeah well we just used to I mean I'm not a news reader I'm not kind of I'm never going to be a Sky News news reader. I've just I just haven't got it in me to be that impartial. Uh, and there's only so there's only so much you can you can kind of like hide in your you know they say say it with a smile. You know there's 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 the opposite as well when you're talking about certain things that are happening. So we we kind of lean into that a bit. I think when Gavin Williamson was the minister of Pantos for a while, so we used no, to that have, was Oliver Dowden. That was Oliver Dowden. Oh no, he isn't. So yeah. we used to every time we mentioned the word Oliver Dowden, we had a little Punch and Judy. Oh no, he isn't in the background. You know. The, <laughs> little things like that that actually you know because we're independent we can get away with mm. and i don't think we are pretty balanced in who we mm. take the mickey out of but it's it's 
that's just how it is. You know, yeah. more often than not, it's the it's the right that get the Mickey taken out of them yeah. more because they've they've kind of asked for it a bit more lately. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure in a few years time, if we're three years into a Labour government, the same would be said yeah. for them yeah. as well. It's yeah. just that they're at the top of the tree and mm-hmm. get a shearing, you know, yeah. from everybody. And if you're talking about Matt Hancock and his downfall, you cannot cannot you know do that story that that story you know when the day after him getting caught with his hands on her backside it was just how can anyone report that without just chuckling away and just kind of going what a Being, feeling a bit sick you know, at the same time is what <laughs> yeah. i was thinking so so you know and our listeners and our listeners like the smart seven because it does carry a bit of that attitude mm-hmm. it does carry a bit of that personality and it's not the times and it's not the guardian mm. and it's not the new york times it's it's read by someone with an east midlands accent who's you can tell is just taking a little piss a little bit yeah. mm. and why Germany as well because you've got the Northern Ireland edition so which well, is brilliant well technically the Ireland Ireland so, edition sorry yes, my, yes, my, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Ireland edition mm. following up your expanding into Europe yeah so this is part of the kind of so part of the idea was that actually well uh, and that comes back to the kind of format thing so we we built a format and, and you kind of go again from my kind of radio background you go well actually generally formats once you have something established as a format, you can actually go and test that and work it in different markets. And mm. the Irish thing started as a, it was a really sort of easy thing to do. We looked at the Irish uh, Apple charts. There really wasn't much uh, like Irish content in the Apple news charts. And we kind of went, well, actually, we could make an Irish edition. And um, we had, uh, we occasionally swapped presenters on the other editions. We started with uh, a guy and then switched to a girl called Kira Revens, who works for a radio station in Cork. And she's a great reader. So uh, there are probably two or three different stories in the Ireland edition, but actually there's a, even the way that she reads it versus Jamie's read and the, just a slight contextualization of UK prime minister and little things like that seem to make it work quite well. And so we were kind of going, well, actually, maybe this could go further. And again, we spoke to ACAST and ACAST gave us a, a kind of list of these are markets where we think this would work. So you know, there was useful insight like, we don't feel like France would be a market that this might work in, but Germany or Spain might be markets that are worth looking at. Do you know why not? Sorry. Yeah. As Liam just explained, the beauty of, of doing the Irish edition was that there were so many kind of, in inverted commas, global stories that would would carry across across the water. So, you know, without setting up a whole brand new team mm. and having someone, you know, running a whole team over there coming up with seven new stories every day, actually the Irish edition three new stories and that's actually mm. something that we can soak up ourselves or have someone on in, in a bureau in, mm. in there to do and Germany was seen as one of the examples of a territory that also are interested in what Boris is up to and Biden's mm. up to and they've got similar tastes in like they're very big in, on Premier League and football as well they've got mm. Bundesliga but they, they're really interested in Premier League as well and also films you know pretty universal in terms of trades and stuff so Whereas France is very, very as, as we all know from French radio, you know, mm. the, the, the remit that the French radio is very different from anywhere mm. else. And they're very, sounds daft to say it, but they're very French, you know. And, <laughs> Insular. And, 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 and I guess less warm to, to kind of stories that the UK edition mm. would have published. If we class the UK as the hero edition, so to speak, mm. uh, it's how much of that can we share without having to double up or treble up on resource to, to create it? Mm. And Germany was was a really good entry point to test that out and to see how that was mm. going. And it's been, it's been a good experience. Would you ever consider franchising? So not doing it from the same studio, but like 
working with a production company somewhere else in the world who would who would do it, it take the format take the sound design but run it themselves if you'd have asked me a year ago i'd have said absolutely not <laughs> uh, if you ask me now, is absolutely. Someone, please take the template. <laughs> I mean, I think with Germany, so Germany is a joint venture. So we are working with a production company in Germany, a podcast production company, a guy called Martin Liss, who also has a radio background and I knew through radio stuff. So, um, you know, and I think we went through various versions of it with uh, sort of, uh, do we know anyone who speaks German uh, through to do we do we franchise this and find a company that takes it entirely? And I think both of us were a little bit, oh, we don't really want to let sure, go of it or, you yeah. know, this, you know, still you're up, feeling like it's your baby and you didn't. Yeah, yeah, if, they, yeah. if we turn up and they're serving the wrong kind of Big Macs, it's just not, you know, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> I just I just, did a, intro, I just did a big job for at the time. Uh, working with the guy who commercialised the franchise for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for Celador, and which is probably the ultimate example of mm. creating that brand book and maintaining authority over that brand book, but actually outsourcing the the legwork of that. And that's something that, that, that I really admired. And, and he and I spoke to him at great length about how he did that and it's it's a it's a great model and mm. it's something that we wouldn't be adverse to because mm. i think you know i think both liam and i would admit germany's been a lot harder than we thought it would be you know mm. i mean it's again sounds stupid to say this but it's in german it's really <laughs> difficult and, and, and liam, liam and, French. it's in german <laughs> liam, liam and i don't speak german so even it's you know what in some ways it's been remarkable to realize that you can edit an audio version of a german version of the smart seven intuitively right. just by wow. tone of voice mm. it's, it's so all the scripts in german the clips are in german and yet all our editors are english and none of them speak german so is that a sort of universal tone of news reading mm. is that something that you look it's I, a little bit of that but I, it's also to do with the production the, the way right. that we've got the shed the way that mm. we have our conveyor belt the sausage how the sausage is made it's it's uh yeah no one needs to know how the sausage is made <laughs> I did have one last thing on that, actually. Yeah. Just on the format itself then. So you, you built it and you're 800 episodes in and there are now obviously a lot of copycats out there that are making things which are similar because they've seen you working and doing it. How do you keep true to the format you've created but also keep ahead of the competition? Uh, I mean, stay true to it's really easy because it, we've got it down to, to such a fine art that to deviate from the path would the wheels would fall off you know whenever we've tr <laughs> you know the, 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 just have in you tried to do that just, not really we uh, I, I i hate it you know it, i always hark back to the six chair challenge on x factor it was the it was the moment of ruin for one of the world's biggest franchises <laughs> remind us well they, they 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 started mucking around with the format they, <laughs> they, they they brought in the six chair challenge which was a completely unnecessary tinkering with with a pretty simple basic talent show format that was making a lot of people a lot of money and they chose to change it just for the sake of changing it mm. uh, they weren't in any danger of like audience at that point they're in danger of audience because of that and i think that there's a lot to be said for actually do you just want to go and do another one that's slightly different because don't tinker with this too much because mm. it works and and you know we we don't get anyone really complaining you know we just get people we get more and more people listening to it mm. What we do all the time, and, and the interesting thing about bringing other people onto the team, that you know, when it was just Jamie and I sitting at our respective kitchen tables uh, at 5 a.m. typing into you know Google Documents, 
maybe at that point you could have drifted off a bit, but actually bringing other people into the team and we've added in, you know, another morning editor. So I'm not up every morning now. We've, you know, we've added in writers into the, into the evenings. And actually that process of kind of explaining what we do and how we do it and, and that building that editorial book has been really useful for us as well to keep on track you know and i think if you listen back to an early episode we keep saying we should go back and remake the first episode but um because <laughs> it still gets listens almost every day and then you listen we listen to it and go oh my god okay but the, oh, well, I'll, the, do, I'll do that yeah, this weekend yeah. really the um People listening to the news with history, yeah. 800 yeah, days ago. It's really interesting to me. Why? Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, th I think it's purely a usability thing on the on the, on the the platform. So if you go to Apple Music or Spotify, you can select newest or oldest. I think some right. people just have it as a default mm. as oldest and click. Yeah. And They're click not like, oh, it's a time one. capsule. I'm going to look well, back. Maybe. Nothing yeah, more so we're in lockdown yeah. again. What the hell? It's the oldest one. Because so. it, it should, in theory, be you know the... Polar opposite of a long tail podcast, like it is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a carton of milk, um, <laughs> and as long as the milkman keeps coming, it's fine. Yeah. But the, you know, that the actually, so we probably refined it more. We've the the other additions have been useful as well in terms of uh, the number of clips that we have, the the duration of clips that we have. Like we are super tight on clips now, and yeah. that you know we might have run a 20, 25 second clip before and we would look at horror in horror now it's longer than 12 seconds you know that the and the art of just getting right to the core of the thing it has really become more polished over time yeah. i think i want to go back to your audience because you you kind of have different ways of reaching non-podcast listeners tell us about Tell us about your skill on Alexa, Amazon's Alexa. Hmm. Well, I mean, and what was, a skill is as well. Well, I mean, before I did broadcasting, presenting anything, I, I built I built websites. That's what I did. So I, was, I, I, I know code. That's how I created Holy Moly, just on, in, underneath my desk at Sky, which did really well. You know, all of these kind of things. So... You're really throwing me off. Yeah, I used to read him all the time. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I saw those words in my head, you could just see the image. Yeah. Again, great brand. Yeah, very um, good brand. <laughs> but so, so I think understanding how to make stuff is really really important especially in podcasting you know if you know how to edit if you know how to if you know how to kind of like how rss feeds work and all of that kind of, even if you don't actually have to do it yourself it just speeds up the process because you you understand when people are explaining it to you a bit better so with the alexa skill it was i think it, it a, it's a lot simpler now. Certainly, Acast have now baked it into their back end. So you can literally push a button and it creates an Alexa skill for you. That was not the case in 2020. So mm. I had to um, just learn how to write it, how to build it. And it was just it was delving into Amazon's API and just, just literally physically writing the code to do it. And it, it was just... When, when we were launching stuff, whenever I launched stuff, or whenever we launched stuff, it's like, you know, for an, for an extra hour to, to an extra couple of hours and to give people an extra two or three ways of accessing this in any way they want is just, it's a no brainer. Really. It's like, well, why wouldn't you have an Alexa skill? It's the same, you know, and we, we have a slightly more content, contentious relationship with, with YouTube as a YouTube platform for, for what we do. But, but it's kind of like, well, Alexa and smart speakers were obviously going to become the kitchen table radio. They're the replacement for the digital radio. They, they just are. Um, and, to be to be first there is was really important so when people plug in their alexa they go oh play me the smart seven and the smart seven pops up it's like oh great perfect mm. don't even have to think about it so for those of us who are still hanging on to our digital radios <laughs> that so that's <laughs> that is a skill when you yeah. you so just it, say it, play this yeah, that's it's a slightly, skill. It's, yeah it's it's 
they're not quite built for you know podcasts are like an add-on service to 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 a skill so like an alexa skill or an apple skill or whatever is where you go hey yeah, I'm going to do it because everyone's phones will go off. Um, <laughs> is, uh, you know, what's the weather going to be like today? Yeah, okay. Or can you give me a recipe for Got beef it. or something like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but you can also say, you know, you can also sync it up to your Spotify. You can sync it up to your Apple, to, to your Audible account and all that kind of stuff. And just say, play me some, I don't know, One Direction. But you can also say, what's the news today? And... Um, it will. I think it currently just like reads out some RSS feed of BBC or something like that. But you can say, you can get them to say, Alexa, set up my skill as the Smart Seven, so that when they say what's the morning news, it will just automatically play the Smart Seven. And you know, it's 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 not a huge driver of of, of audience, but it's there and it, it's important to be there. You know, it, mm. it just is. Moving into different territories with the news franchise, you've got Sweat Seven as well. Mm. Any other s- Sevens on the horizon? S- s- <laughs> The Heat Seven, oh, which is uh, a joint venture that we've done with Bauer to do with Heat Magazine. Heat Magazine. Mm. The Heat Magazine. This is Torsos Seven. of the Week, I presume. I Every, hope so. Uh, in audible format. <laughs> yeah. in format. Just picture the ASMR. Just things mark. running down the torso. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the Heat Seven. Well, it's something you know. Uh, obviously, my background as as a as a disgraceful kind of gossip hound. <laughs> uh, I. Um, I know Lucy Cave really well, yeah. have done for many, many years. We share the same agent and we've always kept in touch and always wanted to work together. She was a huge early fan of the Smart 7, loved it. And this is, so this is a conversation that we've been having with Bauer for nearly three years now, where it's just like, we want to do this, we want to do this. It's like, but as anybody that has worked uh, trying to do a JV with a company like Bauer, a big corporation, they're not the easiest things to get away. There's a lot of stakeholders, um, people leave jobs, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But, the, the the want was both there you know they loved what we were doing we've clearly got experience in gossip Lucy's presenting it uh, it sounds great and it's again weirdly gossip a hugely and celebrity entertainment news hugely underserved in the daily news market so to us it was kind of like not only is it something that we know we'd be the best at doing like hands down um, it was also something that no one else was doing either. So it was like, great. I mean, it's just, it was just a, a sitting duck, really. A no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's more stuff in the, 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 the Sweat 7 was actually, was my partner's idea. She was talking about what, something to do with workouts and is there, that there's a lot of apps for workouts, but there's not really anything like a guided kind of podcast. So that actually does pretty well. It, it just yeah. ticks away. So we published three episodes a week of it. We think that's got potential to travel beyond audio as well. Um, and then I think there's more in that kind of wellness space. And we have a, a, a in the sort of theoretical lab, I have a sleep uh, podcast in the lab as well, which we're kind of working piloted on. piloted it. We were yeah. on that, yeah. And Amazing. is it sending people off? Or? Well, <laughs> I tell you what, if we, could, if, we, Just your voice? if we could patent a podcast that actually guaranteed to send people to sleep in seven minutes, we would be You'll speaking be to you from the moon. <laughs> I, do, I, I definitely think there's potential in because there's something in the the sort of white noise, meditation, sleep sort of space that we think there's something right, in. Enough to, we're giving secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we have a sort of theoretical lab where we have stuff going on. Fun kids a, yes. are going to launch a flipping <laughs> sleep meditation app. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> that was Jamie East and Liam Thompson. I loved that conversation. And the thing that really stood out for me was when Jamie was saying 
13 minutes was the quickest they've ever turned around a podcast. And that was from the beginning of the read to publication. I couldn't get over that. (laughs) Bearing in mind how long it takes us just to get through an intro. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's amazing. That dedication as well. Getting up that early, making sure you're on top of everything topical, how like slick that whole operation has to be. And it's every single day. You don't go into this thinking... You have to be so prepared for that dedication when it comes to podcast making. I really, really, yeah, hold my hands up to them and their alarm clocks. Mm. (laughs) Um, Adam, for you, I think with freelancing, that ability to take your work wherever you go can be a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, I've we've done podcasts where I've been in Madrid or, you know, you've been somewhere and Mm. sometimes that's incredible. And sometimes it feels like you're not getting a break because you're just having, you are able to work wherever. How do you think that plays into these daily podcasts then? Do you think that it is a bit of a double-edged sword? I think it, it must be because particularly with something topical, I mean, we were talking earlier about everyday positivity and that's something that you can just you can bank them can't you yeah and you can go with whatever's off you know off the top of your head if you are kind of traveling or on holiday or whatever it's not as onerous presumably as something that you have to actually put research into and all that kind of stuff and yeah like committing to a daily show means that yeah it's it's con it's a constant presence you don't have the free time to to just fully distance yourself from the podcast because it is every day and mm-hmm. yeah as you said i the the dedication that those guys have to have to do it day in and day out i am just in absolute awe of it's working for them though right mm. like it's yeah it's huge this podcast and it's obviously something incredibly positive. Mm. So I don't want to like, <laughs> I'm wary of us being like, oh, poor them. Because obviously they're <laughs> getting a huge amount out of this. Backing up what Adam was saying there as a radio presenter, at least you sometimes get holiday where someone else can cover your show. Um uh, but again, as a voiceover, there's times where I've not taken my mic away and had to buy it. But actually having to think when I'm on holiday, I'm still going to have to do this daily mm. podcast. Um, yeah, a massive dedication. But also, Rihanna, I know you agree with me on this. Let's not be too poor me on this. They absolutely <laughs> got a little bit of an in on where the industry was going in terms of podcasting, like short form, daily, that's the future. And yeah. they jumped on it, ran with it, and it's been super successful and they've managed to launch in Germany. Mm. So th- is this a good thing or a bad thing? Because from this interview, it sort of sounds like that's something that possibly they are regretting. Because again, because of the, the time, that just like that hour time difference does kind of have a huge impact on them yeah they'll probably be looking at the latitudes and longitudes and being like well let's not launch here because we're already getting up (laughs) early enough maybe let's let's move think about the world clock a bit further out so we get a lion (laughs) (laughs) just on the on the subject of their sort of success i think it's also really interesting them launching the the heat seven and how they're translating that kind of format into other areas it does make you wonder how how scalable that format is you know are we going to see kind of more vertical specific shows you know the the tech seven the science Mm. seven the travel seven i think that's a really good point adam because we've mentioned this on the podcast before we don't have 
infinite amounts of time. So when you do love a podcast, knowing that you'll be able to catch up on it, maybe whilst you are walking to the train station, walking to your car, making your breakfast in the morning, it's quite helpful. Um, especially, like you say, in podcasting, the more niche you can get, the better. So mm-hmm. seven minutes mm-hmm. on tech, seven minutes on sports, seven minutes on on showbiz, as they've already um, launched into with the Heat 7. Um, and, I, and I guess with showbiz as well, it must be slightly less pressure in terms of news because showbiz is kind of around a little it's it's not quite so you don't have to be so much finger on the pulse but i suppose if the kardashians do something and you don't mention it on a showbiz podcast then it's probably going to stand out like a sore thumb so once again it does have to be that like that topical stuff is so difficult to do and they are doing it so well Mm. They've also got the Sweat 7, so this is the exercise Big fan here, podcast, yes. Mm. Which is not a daily, is it? Was it like three times a week or something? Three times so again, week, it's like yeah. they're able to expand still and it doesn't have to be a daily podcast, but it's still going to have the the feel of that new, urgent, you must do this today sort of thing, which I think is a really clever way of them not exhausting themselves or grinding themselves down, but yet still providing really necessary content for so many different audiences. That's what I can't quite get over is how many people they can reach out to just by slightly widening the net and suddenly bringing in thousands more listeners. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Mm. It was also interesting what you were saying, Andrew, because obviously you come from radio, as do I, and there is definitely a radio influence to these dailies, right? Yeah, especially with um, Jamie and Liam's experience in radio. They're used to that constant, you know? Radio is never off, like a podcast can be done and posted, but radio is 24 hours a day, seven days a week throughout the whole year, and you've got to constantly be thinking about it. So I think that's definitely led into their thinking on this topical content they're probably quite prepared for that because you're used to preparing for that constant and same with tv like it's linear media is always there so i think bringing that sort of knowledge into the podcasting world which is traditionally not so linear is really really interesting so as we said at the top you can find out more about daily podcasts in the roundtable discussion that Adam hosted. It's on podpod.com. You can sign up to our daily email bulletins. Do follow us on social at podpod official and subscribe, of course, to make sure that you never miss an episode of podpod. Thank you so much to Andrea and Adam for coming on the podcast today. And of course, to Matt Hill for joining on the interview. And of course, our brilliant interviewees, Liam and Jamie from the Smart 7 podcast. PodPod is produced by Emma Corsham for Haymarket Business Media, and I'm your host, Rihanna Dillon. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.